1: Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. It's just the two of us holding it down today.
0: Good. Riddance. Gerald and
1: Espo are off doing other things. <laughs> I feel like this is this is weird. It's not often that we do a two person shoot, so I feel uncomfortable.
0: I think last time we the did two a two person shot, we were over there.
1: I don't know. It's just different. It's a, it it's is a, a little different, different. different look and feel. But uh, first and foremost, to start to start this show. A shout out must be given because I was very in my bougie passenger princess mode when I came into this office and Craig Morgan had a sandwich and I was like, that sandwich looks really good. I want one, but I don't want to walk the three steps it takes to go outside to get one. So Emma graciously went and got me a sandwich today and I felt like an absolute princess. So thank you, Emma. You're the best.
0: You did pay her off.
1: Yeah, but still she had to agree to it. I would have said no. No.
0: Well, yeah, I get that. I get that.
1: Yeah. So shout out to Emma for uh, making sure I was I was fed and taken care of before we had to start this show. It's probably good for all of us, right? Yes. Nobody's that's, happy that's with a hangry hang an Wednesday.
0: I, I don't. I don't ever want to say that because I've said that to my wife,
1: and I have <laughs>
0: had things thrown at me. I like. Yes. Are you hangry? Do you need to Do eat? You need like, a snack? nah, no. Nah, like, yeah, I'm not doing snack. that. But like, I had my assumptions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into the shenanigans of today's show. First and foremost, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Leave
0: Bradley alone, well, you guys. Can I just say something real quick before we show this graphic? Yes. <laughs> All right. I just like listen. So, Jose, I I like this is the thing that I, I both love and don't like about you, my friend, is that you want everybody to praise these players and don't like when they bag on them. But then you start off bagging on them right off the bat. Like, how do you even know this is true? Like, anyway, we'll get into it. Go ahead.
1: So, I'll give you the rundown of what exactly happened or what it supposedly happened, and then we can discuss it. So, he was, Bradley Beal was trending on NBA socials yesterday because supposedly 16 year old, six foot eight top high school prospect Cooper Flagg got the best of Bradley Beal in a one on one. So, this came from Brian Scalabrini, okay? Uh, Scalabrini said, quote, I heard a rumor that my boy Cooper Flagg was at Jason Tatum's camp and he was busting Brad Beal one-on-one and Brad got mad at him, started cussing him out. Now, Cooper is apparently a major trash talker, so... Scalabrini yes. went on to say, so I guess the rumor is that Brad Beale and him were squaring off one-on-one, and Brad Beal was taught was taking it lightly. It's a high school kid, of course. Then Cooper started giving it to him. And I guess the rumor is Cooper started talking trash and Bradley Beal got mad. You know, Real mad. You know who train
0: you know who trains Cooper Flag in the offseason?
1: Brian Scalabrini.
0: Oh, look at that. You yes. know who's trying to hype him up so he's the number one overall prospect Brian instead of the Scalabrini. number two overall prospect in the country? Brian Scalabrini. So pump the brakes, first of all. Second of all, you mean to tell me there's all these kids around and not one of them pulled out a cell phone? Right. Not one of them clipped this? Stop with the nonsense. Also, as my guy EJ said this morning, uh, you think Bradley Beal is getting hyped up to play a high school kid? No. Even if this is remotely true, you think this dude's like, oh, yeah, Game 7 NBA Finals ready to go? (laughs) Hell no. He didn't take him seriously at all. I guarantee you, if this even happened in the first place, to which Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah, Bradley Beal's like this BS. He went on into the comments section of one of the places that shared this on Instagram and said, quote, huh? With two laughing face emojis and two cap emojis.
0: Two caps, not one, two.
1: I mean, listen, I could totally see the two of them, you know, going one on one and having a little bit of banter back and forth. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is blown way out of proportion. And the reason why I feel like that, I, so Scalabrini obviously does stuff for the Celtics, right? Yes. Back in the dog days of times where it was to be a Suns fan, when I was in that building, they came in. They whooped us after the game was over. Scalabrini was talking some mess on social media about book, but it was all embellished. It was, it was over an over exaggeration yeah, of yeah. what actually had happened. And I was like, okay, so now I understand that, you know, everything that I see from him, I have to take with a little bit of a grain of salt mm-hmm. because of that in- incident that I had witnessed in real life and then saw on social media afterwards, which is fine. Yeah. We all embellish a little bit of things, but because I know that, I feel like that's exactly what's happening in this situation.
0: Yeah. Also, like I watched, I did see Cooper flag play. Um, so if you have never seen him play in person, then because um, I saw him about two months ago. It was the first week of the, it was the first, but right before game one of Suns Nuggets, the EYBL was going on over here uh, on the east side um that big huge sports complex that they have over there on the east side i forget what it's called but um uh, and it was uh, and he was playing and he's a good player don't get me wrong like he mm-hmm. deserves to be a top five player uh ranked for the 2025 class but uh he's he's not that dude right now not at 16 i don't give a shit what he's doing and he can dunk and he can do a lot of things he's he's a versatile player he's good He's getting recruited by Duke. He's getting recruited by Kansas. He's getting recruited by uh, Kansas State. Like He's getting recruited by a lot of top programs for a reason. He's most likely going to go to Duke, which does not fucking surprise me, not a single bit, because he seems like he's the Duke kind of player. You already hate the kid. I don't hate the kid. I'm just saying. like You can see how people might not like him already. And then this stuff comes out, and you're like, come on, man. There's definitely a prerogative. There's also... Um, uh, uh, an angle some of these people take, and the embellishment, of course. Like you see something like that. Listen, if if he got done a couple times, Bradley <laughs> Beal, like, and Bradley Beal was just kind of you know swiping at the ball, not really playing and whatever. Like you might be like, oh, okay, you know what I mean. Like, but to take it to the next level and be like, oh, he was dogging him out, and and Bradley Beal was getting frustrated like, settle down. That's not what happened. I remember. Here's a story. Okay. okay. So, uh, (laughs) Frank Johnson, uh, came out to our, um, so we, we had, there was a basketball uh, camp that we were putting on when I was in high school and, um, there was a deaf kid that was there and, um, Frank Johnson challenged anybody to beat him in a free throw contest. And, um, and this kid had raised his hand and he came to the free throw line. Now me being bilingual and fluent in sign language, I was kind of interpreting what Frank was saying to him. right interpretations can go very differently sometimes and so um so the kid hit a free throw frank hit a free throw they went back and forth and then the kid missed the fifth free throw and frank made it and and frank said something to him and before i could even interpret what was going on the kid had chucked the ball at frank johnson right (laughs) frank was like what happened and i and i was trying to tell him like Oh, he he was he misinterpreted. He tried to read your lips and he didn't interpret. But Frank heard something different, and to this day, I still don't know what he what he heard. And I was trying to diffuse the situation, and he kind of like was like, "Hey," and he was like, kind of getting mad at the kid, and rightfully so, because you should never chuck a basketball at another player's head. And the kid just did not give two fucks. But the kids ran with it, and they all started talking about like, "Oh, they got in a fight, they got oh, a fight," no. and I'm like, "No, that's not what happened <laughs> at all." Uh, frank johnson's not out here fighting kids no like stop so people have a tendency to embellish things from time to time
1: yes absolutely um as so says jay put in the comments literally no one has said that actually happened even Scow said quote he heard a rumor silly irresponsible and i think that's just the thing that it's like you heard a rumor heard a rumor from who or where or like And then that's where the embellishment comes from, Mm -hmm. right? Because you heard the rumor, but now we're going to make this sound bigger than what it is. When the first initial rumor could have been like, yeah, they were just jarring at each other a little bit. Yeah. But I I don't don't know. All I know is leave Bradley alone because he's our guy now. Yeah. So we got his back. Leave him alone.
0: We're supposed to support every single player, right?
1: Leave Bradley alone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying wait listen jose gives me a lot of shit so i'm, I'm allowed to give him shit That's we, fair. we have a friendly rivalry right here and it's all good That's you know good. i love you jose
1: and if either of you ever get a little too spicy mm-hmm. you should definitely just relax chill out with some wink mm. wink is a seltzer with so just delicious. a wink of thc How high will it get you? Yeah, you know, just a wink. Get it? Get it? Yep. They've got the perfect THC to CBD balance, the golden ratio, as they like to call it, because there's an equal dose of CBD, and, of course, CBD is... Like THC's laid back best friend, right? Mm -hmm. Who keeps everything going, but keeping the parties from going off the rails and things like that. So highly recommend you try out our friends over at Wink. They're um, fantastic. It's a balanced, light, and social bubbly drink that you will absolutely enjoy. Black cherry's the goat. Is it? Black cherry's the best one? yeah. Okay. They are available in either 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligram cans. You can find Wink right now in Arizona. Look for Wink at all the Sunday Goods dispensaries here in the Valley and Botanica dispensary in Tucson. They're also now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. So, to find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com and that is Wink spelled W Y N K.
0: You're up. Uh, Bed MGM is pretty dope. It uh, is. We're going to be out there tomorrow. Uh, hopefully. Uh, it'll be a little cooler in the evening i don't i don't think it will be but we're gonna try uh we have a huge cornhole tournament going on out there you should definitely come by if you uh have not come out for a cornhole tournament this is the national championship of uh cornhole tournaments if you will uh, that's that's that was just poorly worded <laughs> we'll just call it a state championship how about that um we have 40 Almost 40 teams that are ready to go.
1: Gerald and I are winning just FY. Uh, Yeah,
0: they're definitely not winning. Um, Bro, it we single, almost beat you. Again, almost. Um, and single elimination. <laughs> so it should go pretty quick. Um, so come out. Have a good time. The champion is going to get a bunch of cool stuff, a bunch of giveaways. We're actually going to give giveaways to the first, uh, the top three teams. So that should be fun. And every single PhNX employee will be out there as well. So if you haven't met us in person, you can do that. It's going to be just a good time. And plus, BetMGM has so many cool things going on, including um, a lot of uh, giveaways. Well, not giveaways, but they have a lot of things like that- promotions. Promotions. Yeah. There you go. Um, if you just use promo code PHNX, you can score uh, up to a thousand bucks on a paid back offer mm-hmm. on your first bet. So use promo code PHNX. And here's Shane with the disclaimer.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 hope and Y or text hope Y 467 369 York Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, one 800 4700 Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, one 800 270 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario
1: The show notes have all the details for that. And then Connor in the chat said, Girth and Lindsay let you guys win because they're so nice. The only reason why you guys won was because we played you last and I was just hot and tired and I was done. If we would have played you in the middle or the first game, we would be, I'm just going to put that out there now.
0: Yeah, well, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, maybe the Suns win that series, too. Oh, well.
1: But this was just the beginning, so we weren't even taking it that seriously. Yeah, I mean, we just yeah. had to get ranked, and it was close sure, enough. Sure, so, yeah, you know, sure, I'm sure. just saying. You Whatever better you watch your say. back, Saul. You and Sean, watch your backs. <laughs> Gerald and I are coming for I don't you. I know if you guys
0: realize, like, I don't really lose a lot, so.
1: Yes, but when you do lose, I feel like it would be to me. <laughs> like, if there was somebody here who could beat you in something, I feel when like it would I be me. When have I ever
0: lost to you in anything?
1: When have you ever beat me in anything?
0: Uh, the betting this season, um, dodgeball. Uh, no, we no, were, on the, on, team. Team. We were <laughs> on the same team. We
1: were on the same team.
0: Yeah, okay. Thank
1: you very much. Anyway, maybe Saul and I need to have a little bit of OGs because we're getting a little spicy around here. Maybe we should have some OGs before the Cornhole Tournament so that we don't get too heated during the action. You know how
0: you can find your closest OGs? How? By going to OGsBrands.com to find your nearest dispensary near you. Mm -hmm. And they have all the fruits. They have all the cream-flavored gummies. And they have the Happy Balance Gummy, which is my favorite. Um, I don't know why, but the happy balance hits me so much harder than the other ones. I don't understand it. Emma's not in her head it's, too. Right? I don't under I don't, don't get it. know what like, it's I is. think it's gonna be kind of like uh like a mid and it's I'm like, Oh shit. I think it's is the wall
2: moving? I think it's because <laughs> it's such a hard body high on top of yeah. like a head high. So go. it's it's a mix of both and I don't I'm with you on that one. It's
0: just takes me out. Hard. And so I'm down with it, though, I like I, Every time I need to chill the F out, that that's is what I go-to. usually do. That's my go-to. One-to-one happy balance ratio of THC to CBD. Plus, it's the strawberries and cream flavor. You can't go wrong. They got their pink lemonade, which is about to go off the shelf because it's only limited. And it's only for the summer. So go check it out at ogsbrands.com. And remember, you must be 21 and over to enjoy.
1: Yes, you can also find them at your local dispensary. So if you're not, like, trying to shop online and you want it for... This weekend, which is one and a half days away, you can find him there too. All right, let's talk a little bit about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is such an interesting person, really right? Is, yeah. So, we got word yesterday that he is joining a group of people as an investor in National Cycling League. Now, this league, it's the first majority women and minority owned professional sports league in the US. The National Cycling League is dedicated to reimagining the future of sports and ownership. Kevin Durant is so fascinating because of all the different things that he does choose to invest in and how he kind of goes about his business, yeah. where it's sort of out loud, but it's also very low key at the same time. Yeah, which I know doesn't make sense, but it does. It, it with does him.
0: though. Like he's kind of behind the scenes, uh, and people are finding out about what he does, and mm-hmm. then they promote it. Uh, I think he, I, you know, I, I watched the Steph Curry documentary the other day, mm-hmm. and there's one line in there. Um, Kevin Durant is in New York. Because at the time he's still playing with Brooklyn, and he, um, and he and he meets up with Steph Curry at Steph Curry's post game party after Steph Curry broke the three point record. Okay. And KD comes through. He's like, "Hey man, I don't really have much time, but I just want to come through, say I love you, whatever." They dap up, and he leaves. And Steph Curry says, "That's the most misunderstood man in the entire league," and I think I think people need to start recognizing that mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is kind of a renaissance man he does a lot of different things in the community there's a lot of different things across he has a lot of different investments and a lot of different ventures and i am i'm excited to see what else he's going to do especially post-career because he's kind of dabbled a little bit in the boardroom stuff and the podcast stuff i'm wondering what the next step is for him i would not be surprised if he would be one of those everybody talks about lebron but I could very well see Kevin Durant wanting to be a part owner of an NBA team as well. Yeah. Uh, he's just kinda, he's just that dude.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just
0: that dude. He seems like the type of guy that I would love to get high with and just hear him talk.
1: Just tell me all the like stories. I feel like he would just talk so much
0: when he was high.
1: I mean, I feel like if you just got him in a situation where he was more comfortable and not like cameras and everything around, he would just talk. Yeah. He seems like the kind of person who makes moves on a regular basis and will help bring you along when you're his guy or you're or mm-hmm. his person but he's not doing it publicly yeah. you know he's very reserved especially even in front of the camera and stuff and in post game like he'll give you good solid answers but everything is just a little more reserved if you will where I feel like behind the scenes he's probably got a lot of big opinions a lot of strong emotions and and feels very um certain about different things and i love just the way that his money is kind of spread around with his different investments and some of the things he chooses to put his money behind like this national cycling league right it it stands for so much and they're trying to do things differently and i love that he's on board with
0: that Yeah, a million percent i just i think i think that that his approach is he's not trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing he's trying to invest in, in a lot of different ways and and spread himself across the board yeah um which is is a, is, is a good thing yeah yeah very much a good thing listen not every not every investment is gonna work out um uh, but I, he knows that mm-hmm. i would love to see like also in, as part of this investment like what else is he gonna be doing with this league like is he gonna is he gonna be involved in any way is he gonna try like i don't know how this league is structured is it is there going to be an ownership portion of this? To some degree, or is he just investing in the league as a whole? Um, I, again, I'm just fascinated. I think he invested in the in the pickleball league as well.
1: I think so. Um, and, and then there was, there was something else, right? I thought there was another. One. What was the one? Was the pickleball league the one that Book also got in on?
0: Oh man, I forgot. Uh, I know Fitz got involved in the pickleball league. I can't remember if if Book did, but okay. but I, th- it's also it's also the reality of why so many players love Kevin Durant. Like, again, I, I'm that thing is going to ring in my head all season long because when Kevin Durant tries to defend himself on social media and people attack him for it, um, when Kevin Durant tries to point out, like, why somebody tweeted a mistake about him and he responds, like, I just, I don't see that as a negative. No. I see him as being a human. And I, I appreciate that very
1: much. And it goes back to the thing we say all the time. We always ask for more of these players we want to know more about them we want them to be more quote unquote normal we want them to talk back to us on social media and it's like you can't ask for that and they get mad when they do because mm-hmm. they called you out on some bs that you were saying on social yeah. media like no. don't be saying bs on social media that's all i'm saying no. all right listen this one was interesting Because you actually wanted to play this and discuss it. Yeah, I sure did, Jose. I will give you credit for that one because Saul is so over Mikel Bridges, but we are not. So we got a little bit of Mikkel Bridges going on on today's show. Let's see what he had to say.
0: Katie said if you want to go Phoenix. So it was kind of in the back of my head because, you know, we're not dumb. Like, if you want to come here, know, I was gone and Cam Johnson knew. we was
2: Like, I knew. like so I'm like, well, it ain't Brooklyn. <laughs> and I don't think it's DA. And I don't think it's CB. So, like, I always made jokes Me me, Cam, I'm like, damn. Katie, KD, come here, bro. Pack your bags. We out of here.
0: But then it died down. The season came on. We was about to play Brooklyn the day before. And we, had, we was going to practice and something about Kyrie coming to Phoenix. Then it brought back the memories of the summer. And I'm like, oh, like here uh, we go, <laughs> yeah. and then when the Katie thing happened, I was just like, "Damn, I didn't think that was really going to happen." Right? Even when I got to Brooklyn that day before,
2: when we was about to play him, I was f-ing
0: around in the gym like, "This is my home." Dapping the guys up uh, that work there, like, "I'm gonna see you, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back here a couple of days," <laughs> and I get traded two days later. <laughs> so it's like some karma on my f- for that
1: one. Is so damn funny.
0: He is. He's really so he's, funny. He's really he's really good on. On social, first of all, he's yes. really good on these podcasts. You get to see who he is more. Um, and let's go back to this, all right? So, okay. like for me as a fan, like I compartmentalize my teams. Like during the season, I don't give a shit if you're not on my team. I don't care about you anymore. Like I just don't. But that doesn't change the fact that I do like Mikhail mm-hmm. and I do like Cam Johnson, and I hope they do succeed. Just not against us. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to be invested in them as much as they I was when they were here as a son but I do hope that they do well. And I think the, the other thing is, is that like so many people loved Mikhail. and Mikhail was definitely one of a kind. There's not a lot of athletes that come through those doors that people just absolutely gravitate towards immediately. And yeah. it felt like it was like that with Mikhail right off the bat. And, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's dope that he's kind of exploring the podcast space. I feel like he's he's on the verge of having his own pod at some point. Like he just, Definitely. he's been on JJ Redick. Now he's on Paul George. It feels like that's about to happen. He's about to take that next step. And, you know, as EJ said this morning, like, you know, the day he got traded, he 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 saw a lot of grown men cry um, because it meant a lot to, to those people that have been surrounding him basically his entire career here in Phoenix. And on top of that, he's just a good, good person and he loves the game. And so... EJ thinks for sure he's going to make an all-star game. He's going to make the all-star team this year. Um, probably all defensive team because he's going to get a lot of love on the East Coast, mm-hmm. obviously. And a lot of people have already clamored for that on the East Coast. It's like they all slept on him while he was here. And now he left and now he's on the East Coast. And they're like, oh, shit, this dude is, like, really good. Like, like yeah. We
1: didn't even know Mikhail Bridges was like this.
0: Yeah. I We mean, tried to tell you. I mean, it, that last month he was here and then the ensuing rest of the season, he was phenomenal. Yeah.
1: So. This is, its honestly like as as bad as it was to lose Mikhail As far as just because we all loved him so much, I still will stand by this to this day. I think it was the best thing for him in his career. Yeah, 100%. no, I think
0: so too. In
1: as far as getting the the clout and not not even the clout, just the attention that he deserved. Yeah, he was the best thing to ha- happen to him.
0: Not sure. not only that, but I think I mean you're looking at a max player. Mm-hmm. Like when Mikhail's deal comes up. I guarantee you, he will have all the requirements to meet max player. Um, I don't know if you could necessarily say that here. Um, if 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 they had added another superstar to the mix, minus CP three, let's say they got Bradley Beal, um, and they brought him in, and uh, instead of uh, and maybe never traded for KD, like I don't know if Mikel still would have gotten the love or the attention or the ball enough to be able to do what he's doing now. But now he's kind of the focal point. Of the Brooklyn Nets. He's kind of the 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 straw that stirs the drink. And so it is it is good for him to be gone because I do think he's gonna thrive.
1: Yeah. And of course, uh I think it was hilarious because that's such a Mikhail Bridges thing to do, to be joking around with, you know, some of the uh people working at the arena, like the literal few days before the actual mm-hmm. trade. I can literally yeah. picture that in my mind, him doing that. Yeah. Cause that's just Kind of the guy he is. And that's so funny to me. So that was just like a fun little piece. Well, that podcast, that entire podcast was great. With Jose, so if you guys if you, need more content,
0: Jose, if you go back and you watch all our shows up until after he's gone, mm, you're going to feel kind of silly. I'm just saying.
1: We've always loved him.
0: I loved Mikhail when he was here. We after the fact, he's done. He's not a son anymore. I'm um, done.
1: Did you know? That it came real close for Mikkel and Jock Landale to be reunited oh. in Brooklyn. Uh, it was super close. I didn't realize that I until did. we got some more information from Jock. But before we get into that, let me tell you about our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. You can kick back and enjoy an ice cold margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons. You get five high noons for just 22 bucks. Illegal Pete's is the best place to go. And don't forget to give them a follow On Instagram at Illegal Pete's to stay updated on all their big events and things that are going down this summer. And stay tuned to their stories because you could potentially win free tickets to some really cool concerts this summer as well. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books, so give them a follow.
0: You can also wash down some of that Illegal Pete's with a nice cool beverage from Four Peaks. Our friends at Four Peaks have an Eight Street pub, and if you haven't checked it out, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for because we've been talking about it for well over a year now. Um, it is one of the best uh, craft brews in the state, if not the best, and it is the official craft brew of PHX. so you should go check them out. They have a lot of great beverages from the peach ale to their new green tea shot, which I love. It's my favorite. I said that yesterday. I will say it again, and I'll scream it from the rooftops if it wasn't 129,000 fucking degrees on the roof. Uh, it is... Terrific. Go check them out. Oh, or I'm sorry. Oh, no. uh, geez. Four peaks. Uh, you should follow them at four peaks brew as well mm-hmm. on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, they have a great social following. Uh, and as always, you must be 21 and over to partake in any of those adult beverages. And please enjoy responsibly.
1: Yes. If you do end up going on the roof, make sure you take your Shady Rays with you. Yes. You're still going to get sunburned, but at least your eyes will be protected. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company with world class products and exclusively for all of our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So Jock Landale was on a podcast about recently. about damn
0: time jock let his feelings be known i
1: know um and he got he got really real about his time with the Suns and about free agency and all the things um before we get into free agency let's just talk about uh, a little bit of what he had to say about dealing with some of the inconsistent playing time that he went through here with the Suns. here's a snippet of what he had to say
2: it's no it's no easy task like i I was i was bummed a lot and um i suppose that just kind of feeding back into, well, what what can I do to get on the court rather than why the fuck aren't I on the court was like a big um, point for me. So just kind of getting back in the gym and, and trying to, you know, work on the little things that he needed to see me do. And like, <laughs> look like it's, it's a bit cringe and cliche, I suppose, but like them just seeing you in the gym doing extra work and all that kind of stuff feeds into like the confidence that gets you back on the court. So I did a lot of that. And then yeah, I mean, as you said, like I would even even if I got four games in a row and played great, I mean, I just like they'd turn around and they'd not play me. I shouldn't say he because you know, as you know, it's not just Monty's decision. Like it's a it's a collective. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would just turn around and not, not play me even if I was playing great. Like I know at the end of the season we played against um, the Lakers, Sacramento, and then we played against Philly, and it was three games and like I had seventeen and something, seventeen and ten or something like that against Sacramento. I had a great game against the Lakers because I think Biz went down with an injury and Da was out, so I had to I had like another seventeen yes, and ten that game. That was a and then it- I was killing it. And then it was just like didn't play yeah. going into playoffs, and it just stopped. And I was like, this is bizarre. Like I've just had these great games. Mm-hmm. We played against the Clippers with a full roster as well, and I went crazy. And then he just stopped playing me, and I was just like, this is crazy. Like I don't understand this at all. So, like not easy. Frustrations a lot of the time, but um. You know, it's just part of the gig, I suppose.
0: Dude, I've been saying it. I've been saying it. And we asked Jock about it, too. And he, and
1: he, he did give us was, a glimpse into it. He
0: was a little more cordial and yes. respectful about it at the moment. As he
1: should have been. And
0: he said, no, you know, you just got to be ready when your time is called. This this, this stuff that we kind of expect you to say. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, yeah, man, what the fuck? This is bullshit. I just balled my ass off for three straight games. And then you're just like, nah, I'm good. We're yeah. just going to wait. Like. Jock had every right to be uh, a little bit more upset than he showed. And um, I appreciate his perspective and willingness to be like, I'm just going to continue to have to try and prove him wrong. But damn, I was saying it through the season. We all were saying it like, I don't understand these rotations at all. They were so wildly inconsistent. And he wasn't rewarding players for good performance. Uh, And and the other part that you didn't hear was how he talked and he said uh, he made a mistake in a game. I forgot what game Utah. it was.
1: Utah. It was like he went for the a steal. Fourteenth game of the season, or something yeah, like that.
0: Went for a steal, <laughs> didn't get it. They came down, dunked, and Monty said that that kind of changed the 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 rhythm of the game. Right. And um and basically said you, you not do that. You can't again. do that. Yeah. You know, you got to be more fundamentally sound. And then didn't play him for, like, the next four games. Right. And during that four-game stretch was when his parents came to town to watch him play, so he didn't even
1: get on the court. And that was the first time of the season that he kind of fell out of the rotation. Yes. And he also went on, like, this was a really good conversation, Mm -hmm. so I highly recommend you guys go listen to it. It was over an hour of um, conversations just all around a bunch of different things. But he had brought up Busy, too, and that the fact that both of them had conversations about this as well. Cause they were both in the same situation yeah. because sometimes you would see busy and then you wouldn't see busy. Sometimes you'd see jock and you wouldn't see jock. But um, he even talked about going into the playoffs, like how difficult it was and just the ups and downs of the season, really taking a toll on you mentally and trying to find a way to become okay with that mm-hmm. and work through that and stay not motivated, but stay Locked in, I guess you could say, and focused because he was like, it's hard when you have basically seven minutes of playing time each night that your name gets called to prove that you should stay in the game. And if you do mess up, it's, it's just a heavy load to carry, Yeah, especially when you're a backup and you don't have the consistency behind you. And I'm sure that there were probably moments where multiple guys on this team who were not a part of the starting five felt... Like they lost some of that trust from the coaching staff, and that's gotta be a hard thing to deal with too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Again, I, I just didn't I didn't understand what was going on all the time. I get like sometimes players fall out of favor from time to time or mm-hmm. whatever, but like I don't understand when the guy is producing what like he should, um, and then you just cut it off. Yeah. I, I did. I never understood that. And I listen, I one of the things that the one of the hardest things about being a professional athlete is that mentality that you always have to be ready no matter what, like you have to be ready. Uh, I don't know how many of you, I'm sure there's a lot of you that have played ball before, but it's a lot easier said than done. You know, when, the, when you don't get the minutes that you think you should be getting, or you feel like you should be playing over so-and-so, or you feel like you're, you're really on a groove and the coach takes you out and you're like, what the hell, man, I was really feeling it. Yeah. Like it's frustrating as hell and and props to these guys for dealing with that, staying professional, not causing a ruckus, because because Jock certainly did not do that. He didn't cause a ruckus. He didn't bring attention to himself. He just did his job. And I'm glad that he had busy. I'm definitely glad that he had busy to kind of be like, "Dude, we're in this together. We're both kind of getting screwed left and right. We don't even know when we're ha- when 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 it's happening." Yeah. So uh, good for them. Good
1: and he them. also talked about Mark Bryant being a yes. sounding board yes. for him as well. Um, I know that's kind of a big. A big loss that the Suns coaching staff took when Mark Bryant followed Monty to Detroit. Yeah. Mark, but
0: Mark Bryant doesn't get enough love.
1: He he doesn't. Not not publicly from the players. All love. Yes. yes. But publicly, you're absolutely correct. All right. Now let's get into some of the tea that Jock gave us around free agency. Cause I think maybe we were all, I think, a little bit surprised, at least. Yeah, I yeah. was. So here's what he had to say.
2: It was not where we wanted it to be. And like, <laughs> I wasn't asking for, like, I wasn't looking for, like, 10 million bucks. Like, I was but very it's, realistic. About it's confronting, right? It, it is. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, okay. Like, you know, this is not what I was expecting and this is not what I was, you know, thought that we were, where, where we were at given the conversation that we had at the end of the season. That more um, and then, okay. you know, we, we, we kind of – we said to him, like, I wanted – I was really excited at the opportunity to stay in Phoenix and go to war with, you know, Booker and KD and all these guys again, and, and I loved playing with them. I, I feel like I found a home there and I found a role, and we were, we were excited to stay in Phoenix. So, um, you know, we, we just wanted them to kind of have, like, a um, a conversation with us about, like, all right, let's, let's see where we can get this to because we know that this is the offer that you've come with first, but, like, you know, where's your, where's your wiggle room at? No wiggle room. Like three times no wiggle room. And we were just like, Okay, uh, this is a bit awkward here now, isn't it? So then it was it was, you know, all right, well how about how about because this isn't gonna work and I don't want to get too much into the details, but um, you know, this isn't gonna work, let's let's go our separate ways. And that was kind of the conversation we had and then and then it was to the it was to the market and the market's fucking daunting.
1: So he he was he was shocked as to what offer the Suns brought to him when Free Agency had tipped off because he also mentioned the same things that we mentioned on this show you know the Suns are very top heavy and then they have a lot of guys on minimums but what they're lacking are those 6 to 10 or so million dollar contracts that we all talked about being necessary as trade assets Mm -hmm. and they're very tradable contracts. And he saw that as potentially a reason why he might get a little bit more of a payday. He mentioned Tory Craig as well. Those were the two guys that they were able to offer a little bit more money to. And again, he made it very clear. He's not like he was coming in asking for $10 million, but there was a little bit of research done between him and his agent around what the market was dictating that his value was. And he was anticipating somewhere between, you know, five and seven million Mm dollars and there were other teams on the table which is why I think they listen he said going to the market was tough yeah because there were offers on the table for the minimum obviously the Suns were probably one of them and then a few others but he wanted to have faith in his ability and what he did this season that he was worth what the market was saying a guy in his position for his role yeah. was worth. Yeah. So he took a gamble on himself and it paid off. But some of those other teams that were offering things that were above the minimum, but not to the point what he got, um, with the rockets was, uh, the calves, I believe the magic and the nets and how fun would that have been though, for him and Mikkel and Cam to reu- reunite. <laughs> in I, mean, as I much, love that he got paid, but mu- still it as much been
0: great. as much shit as they talk to each other, uh, I know they love each other very much. They they really do value each other. So that would have been, I let's be real. Like I, we're always gonna follow Jock because you know he was our first PHNX sons,
1: and he's a good dude. Know,
0: dude, and so like I, that would have been cool. That would have been funny uh, for him to land out there. I know. Listen, Jock the minute he got to the Valley, he fell in love. Yes. Like, and so they bought a, they house, bought a house here. They put here. roots down. Yeah. He's about to get married. Like he's got a lot of things going for him, but at the bottom, the bottom line is you got to get paid what you think you're worth mm-hmm. and his worth because of really that nugget series took him to a whole nother level. Um, is, is why he should have gotten five to seven. They did come in with a low offer. I don't know if it was the minimum, but it was just above the minimum. If it wasn't the minimum, um, And I was a little surprised because that was what we were talking about, is that they would have the flexibility to sign these guys because they had the bird rights on them. And they they said that they were going to do that, and then they rescinded them at the last minute. Now, to the Sun's credit, they rescinded it before free agency officially started. It was like literally like minutes before it started. So he didn't – it's not like they waited until like five days in and then said, nah, you know what, we're not going to do this. And by that time, all the good money has been dried up. Mm-hmm. So that at least he got that going for him that you know to get into conversations with other teams and obviously Houston was the other one but again Houston they gave, he they gave him eight which is what he wanted he wanted five to seven they gave him eight but I think they threw him an extra mill maybe on top of that seven and then didn't guarantee the rest right in, in, it's in thinking four, like
1: four years but only four, the first year is guaranteed four
0: year thirty two million dollar deal um but only eight is guaranteed that first year so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a prove-it deal again but we're going to reward you for the for the for what we think you can bring to the table
1: right exactly uh laced bacon said damn bro bought a house here uh yeah i mean he wanted to stay in phoenix they he's still gonna stay in phoenix they loved phoenix him and his fiance soon to be wife um and he even mentioned that in this podcast as well you know he He would have loved to have stayed and gone to battle with Book and KD and really seen what this team could have been. But at the same time, um, you know, we talk about it. There are different there are levels as far as the money goes being passed around the NBA at Jock's age for what he was trying his life and his security, his family's security It's really hard to pass up that kind of money. And that's not to say, and he even mentioned, like, listen, $2 million, $2.5 million is a boatload of money. And I should be absolutely thankful to be able to make that much money in a year doing something I love. And he is. but. $8 8 million dollars is a big difference saying, from 2.
0: I I mean, who who of us You can't
1: pass that Who up. of us
0: is going to say, "Oh, 2.5 versus 8. Yeah, I'm I'm not taking the 8." Yeah. It's just that's just not going to happen. So,
1: it was just the right decision for him and his family and what he felt was best in his I'll, career. I'll
0: t- I'll say right now, a ring ain't worth 6 million dollars. Not if not if I'm a journeyman or somebody that's trying to establish themselves yeah. in the league, not yet. Now, if Jock was at year 9, 10, 11, and, you Different. know, he's made 30, 40, 50 million dollars over the course of his career. Different story. Right. But we're talking about a guy who's about to go into his third year in the NBA mm-hmm. still trying to establish himself. The and he's a little
1: bit of an older guy, too. He's 26, right? Yeah.
0: No. And the, and the hardest part about it is not whether you can get to the league. It's whether you can stay in the league. Yes. And Eddie talked about that today. It's like it's hard. And so, like, he's he's got to make his reputation. If he has another year like he did last year, um for the rockets this time and probably a little bit better i think that'll prove that he can play in this league and and he'll find himself a good groove from this point forward which will be nice because he deserves it he deserves he's a he's a fucking phenomenal human being um and a dope dude and so um i i think he's gonna thrive in houston to be honest with you
1: and he's still getting a ring it's just a wedding ring not a championship ring but you can make the argument one is better than the other on yeah. both sides, just depending on which side of the fence you'd like to sit on. All right, Saul. I know it's a quick, uh, shorter one for us today, but there's only two of us. It's still
0: 45 minutes.
1: 45. I mean, yeah, it, was still, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, Jay said 26 is an old Lindsay. We trying to stay young. <laughs> um, er is what I was saying, just for in the league. Being a third-year player at 26 is a little bit older. That's all. He's not True. old, and you're not old, Jay, and I'm not old, and Saul's not old. Emma's definitely not old.
0: I I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis right now. So,
1: <laughs> Do we need to have a therapy corner before we like, say goodbye? You know,
0: like I always keep thinking, like, oh, man, there's so much left to do. Like, I, <laughs> what do you,
1: What's on your list of things to do that oh, you haven't we, done? We don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> we don't have time for that. Yeah.
1: You got time, Saul. Jay, I only you have three it.
0: rings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, I only have one right now, but you
1: know, you had I had anyway. All right, thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Don't forget to give the show a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. If you are here on YouTube, hit that thumbs up on your way out. If you are listening to our podcast wherever you get your podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe because it helps us out a lot.
0: <laughs> you triggered everybody. I now. did. I'm sorry. Everybody's like, damn, man, I'm old as fuck, then <laughs> Somebody said, try,
1: Jam Paul said, try being 40.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm 43, <laughs> Jam Paul. I feel you.
1: Emma just threw shade at all of you guys. Good thing her uh microphone was off. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay and you can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore bookman. Saul, take us home.
0: Uh, I don't know what to say, but Espo, I hope you're feeling better, cause we need you back, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> as you sweat your ass off at Cornhole. Bye bye Megas in control and ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball, we hit to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like